Welcome to the CAMCAST. The CAM Project is the take action nonprofit organization to inspire, influence, and impact kids and teens worldwide. Your CAMCAST host interviews older teens, parents, mentors, and specialists, providing tips, advice, education, inspiration, and a supportive community to kid and teen entrepreneurs. Introducing owner of Actionista Live and co-founder of the CAM Project, your host, Samara Beth Hurley. Welcome to one of my favorite episodes of CAMCAST. This is where it all started. Not just CAMCAST, podcasting. I actually did not know what podcasts were until this friend of mine, Jack Hartsman, started a podcast with Visual Wow. And he decided to interview me. And before you knew it, I was hooked. It's so good. And I'm here with Jack Hartsman and Monica Vidal in their home. And I'm currently located in Rockville, Maryland. Jack and Monica and I have been friends for, I think, what, 23 years, maybe? (laughs) I'm losing track. If you have to go past 20, it's too far. It's too far, too far. Uh, They even photographed my wedding, and they were my corporate photographers in New York City when I worked with Jacqueline Bernstein and Robert Holsmeyer with Empire Force Events. And all over the world. And all over the world. But I got to plug you, Jackie B. Uh, We love you. We miss you. But... Today is not about you, Jackie. Today is about Jack and Monica. CamCast is interesting because it's all about helping kids and teens become entrepreneurs. But CamCast is also about learning how individuals such as Jack and Monica, who had completely different upbringings, have become the entrepreneurs that they are today. So welcome, Jack. Welcome, Monica. Well, thank you for having us, Samara. Does she qualify as one of the kids that we've helped, like a charity that we've helped get started or... Is that a different kind of kid? <laughs> you know, I never thought about that. But yes, we brought her into the world of podcasting. And now she has like... Right. Followers oh all over the world. Right. I remember sitting at this very table six months ago. It was December. Seven months ago. Barely seven months ago. And I said, just shut up and sit down and get in front of the microphone. You're a natural. And she plowed through a 25-minute episode. And she goes, oh, my God, that was horrible. That was horrible. That was horrible. And then after it was produced, and she goes... Okay, well, maybe it wasn't so horrible. And so here we are. Now you are the master of your own domain or the master of something. Now we're learning from you or we're collaborating. How's that? We're collaborating, but there was a bottle of wine involved and therefore <laughs> do not. Now you've got a bottle of iced tea in front of you. So <laughs> it's like a bottle of wine. It's just part less alcoholic. Just, just one bottle? Iced tea. This is collagen. <laughs> I need to get myself back up. Not getting, not going there, not going there. So we are heading into the post-COVID world. Jack and Monica, can you please just share a little bit about what you guys do before we delve into your childhood? Because that's what we're going into. Well, if, oh my goodness, what do we do? We do a little bit of everything. Primarily, we do visual communications. We're part of a larger company also, which is the Washington Talent Agency. We merged our company with them. And we handle all of the photography, novelty. Uh, we work with the video department very closely. We can book bands, DJs, MCs all over the world. And we've been fortunate enough uh, with what we do to really travel all over the world. And as how it refers back to your project, which, you know, tears at the heart strings. I'm originally from Peru. You know, when we talk about, quote unquote, third world countries or needs and things like that, it's that's something that hits very close to home um, because uh, public health to me is very important. So it's all about people and what their needs are. 
whether it is uh, helping someone out or a client who needs help in producing their event and capturing it. That's what Jack and I do. I think that might have been a little longer, but Jack, you're on. Uh, that was a lot. I didn't know you were from Peru. <laughs> I know. You've only known me for how long? Oh, we're going to go deeper into that. So My life is not that exciting. I grew up in the Bay Area in California, um, left in the mid-70s, been in Maryland ever since. I do what I do. I've been a photographer my whole life. I work in the events community. We've crossed paths with Empire Force Events. And I, I like connecting dots of people who need resources or need pushing to the same table to get to know each other. And I feel like Monica and I and what we do, we have a gift for connecting the dots and connecting people together who would not normally get together without our assistance. We collect people just like you do, Samira. Yes, I collect people, but I don't keep them in a freezer in the basement. I'm still looking for people down there. There are no people in the freezer. There are some briskets. There are some racks of ribs, but they are, they are from four-legged devices, not two-legged. I've never seen so much food in my entire life in one home. They have industrial freezers and refrigerators in the garage. You, their pantry and the refrigerator and freezer is so jam-packed. Jack loves to cook and grill, and Monica brings her twist to it, and I just love it. Okay, so let's first start before we delve deep into your past here. Tell me, what is it like working and living and being married to your partner, and you brought your kids in, so you have a full-blown family business here? Uh, it doesn't start off that way. That's the first part. Uh, Monica and I have been married for nearly 12 years, and uh, we've been business partners for almost 30. Over 30. Sorry. <laughs> it's over 20. For, yeah. So it's been going on for a while. So, you know, I think every everyone who's in a family business of any sort or any, any parent who owns a business and has kids growing up in their teens and their 20s, you always scratch your head saying, well, I'm a doctor, so is my kid going to become a doctor? I'm a lawyer. I work on a farm. Are my kids going to learn how to feed the chickens? And I think by osmosis, your kids uh, tend to find out about what their parents' pulse is like as their children. Uh, my kids certainly grew up in a world knowing that Saturday nights, when most dads are around helping out uh, or going out for the movie night, uh, this dad was shooting events and things of that nature. And I tried my best. I, I coached my son's soccer team until he was uh, almost 16. I literally went to soccer games in a tuxedo and ran off to shoot a wedding right afterwards. Um, but but I think I think when you raise kids, uh, we never force the kids into it. David, I didn't know what he was going to do when he was sixteen or seventeen. By that he was an assistant, he helped us out in time, you know, every so often on the weekends. And then by by the time he was eighteen or nineteen, he had his own clients and he was a full fledged photographer. Uh, now almost thirty, you know, he's got his own photo business and he's doing really well. Uh, Deanna always helped out when necessary and was a regular employee of ours in, I don't know, 20, 16, 17, 18, 19. And then when COVID hit and we all found ourselves staring at the walls for a year, uh, she really took a much more active and now is running our novelty division at Washington Talent. So I don't think you can plan to have your kids involved. Uh, and I know people who have shoved their kids into their family business and it doesn't always pan out so well. It just happens as for being married to your business partner, that's a whole nother set of challenges. But I think what makes things work for Monica and I is that we really did have quite a history before we got married. So the, the transition into being married and still being business partners 
It, it is what it is. And it works. So sometimes when it works, just stop trying to fix it. No, and I think that we also learn how to walk away from each other, you know, at certain times. Or run. Or run, run. when necessary. Yes. Or run. But that's the key, you know, it's to know when to walk away and come back to a conversation maybe that you had that you weren't agreeing on. But as far as the kids are concerned, I mean, we've had them involved from a very early age, which also nieces and nephews, uh, because of what we do, we were able to bring them on, you know, as early as 14 to assist us on the novelty side of the world. And to me, that was such a great thing for them because it taught them so many social skills. And then, you know, it just grew from there. And they've all come back to say, you know, how how much that helped them in their future endeavors, because now they're all like in their late 20s and early 30s. But it's something that you do with family. Yeah, I was going to use the word we found balance, but the balance and that balance changes, right? It changes every day because sometimes we do work seven days a week. Sometimes we're able to take some time off. So it works in our family and might not work for everyone. It's not always perfect, which what in life is. So it's just a matter of learning what works for you. So it's funny because we just got a caller on the show. Yes, this is a live podcast. Uh, they both kept me lingering and talking. So, <laughs> so we're taking a selfie because we are, I'm trying to smile while running a podcast. Robert Holsmeyer actually just called in. So look at that. We have callers coming in from our world. His ears must be buzzing. The interesting thing is that I have stayed at your house many times, like I have this week. And it's interesting to eavesdrop on the conversations because you guys so quickly go from what are we having for dinner to talking about a business to mixing the mixing of the friends and your colleagues and your partners and your clients. And in our industry, in the event industry, that really has always been the case. Like everybody I've worked with and for has really become our family. It's really interesting. So even Jack, we just had his birthday party. And a lot of the people there were family members that were actually people we work with. So do we actually have a caller live or did you hang up on him? Okay. But that's life, right? And that's our life. And I think when you talk about balance, don't stress yourself over what is that definition? You know, it's what the definition is for you. We can balance through it all. But at the same time, Jack and I are very well known for, and you know this, Samara, when we would go to an event that's offsite somewhere else, you know, we would work the whole event. And then Jack and I might take a couple of days afterwards to just decompress and just come together and just have some fun. We might still talk about business and how the weekend went or how the job went, but it's find those moments when you can just breathe. Love it. So let me ask you both, and you can both answer separately, obviously. When did you start working? At what age did you become an entrepreneur? And I'm talking shoveling snow, raking leaves, selling lemonade. What was that pivotal moment for you when you really became an entrepreneur as a kid? Well, as a kid, I've been working since I was 14 and I loved it. I loved uh, and it was at a restaurant. So I love helping people. I got to know a lot of people. It gave me a lot of tools for the future. I then, you know, merchandising for stores. I worked sales at stores, which again, led me to 
really love working with people and also not having a nine to five job. I really enjoy getting to know each project that I'm working on really in depth, knowing, you know, where they are, where they want to be and, you know, just bringing it all together. So all those tools at a very young age, I think are very helpful to now, you know, I've been working uh, with Jack since 1989. So I was 23 years old when I met him and it just developed into a natural progression to plan, to organize. I don't ever look, I look at everybody as partners. So as an entrepreneur, it just, I didn't even call it that. I just called it, you know, we had our own business that kind of all just developed. And, you know, when you're back then, all the terminology has changed. So we're business owners, you know, and then you realize, oh my God, people are are counting on you and they're coming to you and, you know, snowballed. And now we're here. So I'm curious about Peru. What is it like there back when you were growing up versus how it is now? And do you think that kids are kind of becoming entrepreneurs? Are they having opportunities or are they just kind of being just kids, ignoring all of those skills? Well, in Peru, of course, um, there's all different social economic issues that they're dealing with, period. Let's talk, you know, before COVID because the world is totally different. So before COVID, there are a lot of, you know, U.S. associations that help kids, you know, making crafts, making things like that. So they're working on that every day more and more. Um, there's not as many opportunities now. I also have some friends that do work within their family business, like jewelry. You know, they're making jewelry and their kids are going into it or baking. Same as here, you know, but that's a different socioeconomic class. So there's more a disparity. Uh, The way I grew up, I grew up, you know, working with my dad and as far as, you know, public health and going out and, you know, vaccinating kids. So it wasn't, I left when I was very young. Um, but that's still in my blood. So whenever I can, I do go back and I help. I always bring a whole bunch of things, you know, to kids uh, that I know that need them, like, you know, school materials and all that. But uh, they do have the product, right? They have the product that's just how do you get it to to everyone? Mm-hmm. So that's always something that's very engraved in my heart as to how I can help more and more and more. And I look forward to, you know, continuing that. And I know a couple of people that already do it. And here, you know, I, you and I talked about, you know, you've got Ava and I've got my friend who has Ava who also bakes. So Ava Square. And we have T who, uh, you know, another friend of mine's daughter who is such an artist. And, you know, I love to get them involved with you, you know, to um, talk about how they can be in your podcast and also develop their businesses. Yeah, I mean, you're never too young for strategic partnerships. Pretty amazing these days. Jack, tell me, when did you get started becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, I started working with my mom in the synagogue probably as when I was old enough to stand up and I could move an envelope from point A to point B and sending out synagogue mailings and things of that nature. But, you know, I did what a lot of kids uh, in my neighborhood was doing. I had a paper route and I had a lawn cutting business and uh, I fixed skateboards and bikes and then, like Monica, I started working at a restaurant here and in, in where we live in Maryland back in the 70s. Yeah, 70s. You could work at 14 and a half years old, I don't know, 8 or 12 hours a week or something like that. And, and I worked at a, at a restaurant at the shopping center, and it was great. I got into a band. I started 
making money playing dances in a band uh, when I was in probably seventh or eighth grade. Jack plays guitar. Nothing sexier than a man playing guitar. Then my photography career and my music career had a head-on collision, and one paid the bills and the other didn't. So I put my guitar down and, and really been doing photography since I'm 16 years old. I'm actually curious. Do you think that you're born an entrepreneur, or do you feel that it's just something environmental or learned? Um, you know, I'm, I'm in a kind of unique position to reflect on that, the whole nature versus nurture conversation. I don't want this to be about the subject at hand, but I'm adopted, and I was adopted when I was three days old. I only know one set of parents, Mark and Ruthie, are my life, my parents, my brother George, who is biological, he's my younger brother to my parents, and my mother was a very strong entrepreneur her whole life, captain of the ship, leader of the pack, organizer of everything. All the uh, way back to her parents. Exactly. And I look at my mother and my father and I, I say, well, if you put them into a blender and you mix them up and you pour them into a shot glass, you get me. <laughs> so I celebrated my 57th birthday two days ago, just a week ago. I think I need that shot right now. I know. <laughs> shot of Jack. Just a few weeks ago, I actually met my biological mother. So special. Uh, it's kind of cool when you're in your mid-50s and you're meeting biologicals like that. And so the the, the irony, I've had a, an absolute fairy tale uh, meeting and uh, w with my biological mother, uh, which we met via the phone, via the internet uh, two years ago, but we actually met face-to-face -face a few weeks ago. And and when I look at her and I I get to know her, as much as I am such a product of my parents, there's always been those certain little teeny questions that she filled in literally within hours of meeting her. So uh, nature versus nurture, I think we are definitely affected by the surroundings that we are in. I think that our parents are obviously the strongest influences in our lives when parents are influences in our lives. So what happens to a family or a child when they doesn't have a strong parent or two parents or any parents. Mm -hmm. I, I can't answer that. I didn't have that. But I can just say that I, I'm a very left and right brain person. My father is the PhD mechanical engineer. I, I think very analytically defense in depth. I'm not scared of anything in technology. My mother was the bull in a china shop, get up on stage, pull off events with thousands of people, kind of leader of the pack in that regard. So I find myself to be really a product of both of them. And as I see my personality... I see that reflect in my kids as well, how they pick up the pieces, personality traits of their parents. I, again, I think strong family leads to strong kids. And I think that's the key, the, the strong family, because I, you know, on my side, you know, I have my father who's a doctor and my mother was a stay-at-home mom to five kids, which is a full-time job on its own. So the two of them giving me that strong foundation, I think, allowed me to develop into you know, an entrepreneur, right? And so, and also a people person because they they love everyone. We had event parties at our house all the time. People always wanted to come. So they gave me the support that I needed when I went into a totally different direction. You know, I'm more into the psychology was what I first did. And then I went into the art, but you can play all of those things together. I mean, they, you know, every time we all do an event, you know, psychology is like, oh, okay, this person has to be taken care of this way. So I think a strong foundation, a strong family um, is important. And I think that you and I have had some conversations where that always is not the case. So right. 
how can we, and this can be a whole new podcast. Well, I think what we'll do is we'll finish up with Jack, let him go because he's got to meet with a client. And then Monica and I will get into that because I want to delve into that. So as I was going to say, the perils of life post-COVID is that today is Friday that we're recording this and the weekend is upon us and events are changing literally by the minute. And I have to go dash out to solve a problem for tomorrow's event. So ladies, I leave you to continue this and it's been an absolute pleasure. We are very proud of you. We are very proud of, uh, of, of the CAM project uh, and all the other uh, miscellaneous ventures that you have yourself invested in. And uh, I hope we get to do this again real soon, preferably face-to-face, but we can do it coast-to-coast as well. I love it. Thank you. Good luck with your event. And okay, we're going to take a break real quick because Jack is heading out to an event and he's meeting with a client. Actually, I believe it's for a funeral tomorrow. Sadly, it is. Yes. So we will be back and it's just going to be me and Monica. So just hold tight and... Fun's about to start. Party's about to start. Go get that wine, Monica. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We would love to consider your kid or teen as a potential guest on CamCast Kids, hosted by the Cam Project co-founder, kidpreneur Ava Hurley and friends. Also accepting applications for parents, educators, specialists, and entrepreneurs on the CamCast. Visit thecamproject.org to apply. Remember to follow our podcasts and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 